0: Welcome to the Tech Today podcast, powered by CEO Radar. your host, John Maeda. Today I have a, a special guest, Upendra Bell. And this podcast is in reference to, if you follow the Tech Today newsletter, if you've listened to the past couple of podcasts, recently I talked about a new service that we're rolling out at Tech Today, On Demand Chief Analytics Officer. And Upendra is going to lead that effort for us so i thought it makes sense to have a, a conversation with you today talk about you know, a bit about his background and then we'll talk about sort of what we're seeing in the world of broadly defined insurance broadly defined analytics particularly given some of the advancements in, in the past several years around artificial intelligence machine learning deep learning natural language processing so on and so forth and then you overlay that with the COVID pandemic Uh, And you have a real catalyst for change as it relates to advanced analytics and applying those tools to the business given the COVID backdrop. So why don't we start off with you, Pandra, if you could tell the world a little bit about yourself. You have a fantastic background in the world of analytics.
1: Thank you, John. I'm not sure about the word fantastic, but yeah, I have been really fortunate to lead global organizations, insurance companies, and reinsurance recently. So I have been in... at Chubb Insurance and then Jenry Berkshire Hathaway Company uh, as chief analytics officer. And uh, I had the advantage last two decades to see how analytics has advanced in the world of insurance. And uh, things are um, changing for sure, obviously. And as John, you said, with the COVID situation, you know, there are more changes adding to the fact that the competition in the world of insurance using analytics more strategically. I have, there are different flavors coming up and uh, it is very dynamic and uh, things have been last couple of months. uh, I have been observing closely and working with few carriers. I'm seeing the changes in the world of data and analytics and how they are being treated to honor their business priorities. So it's a very, I would say, very dynamic and changing situation that one needs to really pay attention to.
0: Yupendra, we were just speaking a few minutes ago prior to going live, and I talked about sort of three elements in terms of if we were to put ourselves in the shoes of, of an insurance carrier who wanted to deploy an analytics effort. And so I talked about, I think, number one, I mentioned define the business problem. Number two was understanding the, the data that may be leveraged to help solve the business problem. And then number three, I talked about understanding the personnel that could be leveraged to uh, to deploy the advanced analytics capability and drive output. And, and then you told me to take a step back because what, what you're seeing today recently, particularly given the, the COVID backdrop, is that carriers are trying to figure out, you know, w- which questions should, be a- should they be asking? How should they prioritize analytics in their operation. And it's 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 really that defining the the business problem item that carriers are spending the most time on today. And that's where they're seeking outside advice and leveraging expertise from folks like you. So maybe you could talk about just sort of what you'd experienced just over the past several months around helping folks understand defining the problem and are they asking the right questions and
1: yes. Thank you, John. So yes, defining the problem is a state that Uh, nobody can skip and you can't rush and say that, oh, I need to scramble up some data and uh, uh, it needs, uh, it should help me or my current situation or priorities. So, but the interesting part is how, what problems people are defining now is very different. And they are, uh, you know, before the situation changed, they were saying, what do I need to do to stay Ahead of the curve and be competitive. Now they are saying that talk to. I've been working with few mid sized carriers. So their question has been more like, what do I need to do differently, you know, in order to answer the question um, or the business situation that is arising? So the, the business question is a little bit changing more towards the immediate priorities, and those are very near and dear to all insurance carriers hearts is uh, uh, answering to the calling of the changing business situation and the market conditions. As far as the data that is being treated is concerned, though the data that they need to look at and some of them are already looking at is the data from the current environment. So It is not the idea isn't to uh, bring in the data, loads of data and start looking into building bigger or fantastic models, but to say quickly run the what-if scenarios and be able to urgently address uh, tactical actions uh, based on the the environment uh, or the data environment. Interestingly, what you do, so that is like what data you get and how you answer the data uh, or how uh, what you do with the data in order to answer the questions. The models that have been in place, obviously, you know, one would think that all the models that have been used in order to predict based on the situation are not likely to work. The couple of carriers that I'm working with, we are taking a different stance. We What we are thinking and saying that it is not To gain the insights we cannot gain the insights from the model so we should have a different model or we cannot use them we are saying we are looking or watching the models fail and when the model come out with this outcome that is not coherent with what we expect that is giving us the insight from the data that is being input to the model and saying oh So this is what has changed and we need to think differently. So the models with unexpected output based on the current situation is providing tremendous amount of insights. And last but not the least is about the legal environment. And this is so important, John, that the commercial legal environment uh, is what every carrier is thinking of staying ahead. So the use of uh, AI or idea to gather the data, extract data and be nimble and be on the feet and sensing the environment. There is lot more cycles in the forward-looking carriers being spent on addressing the issues to learn from the legal side as well. So, uh, uh, and as we know, that's, uh, uh, that, that definitely affects how the carrier operates and what do they need to do. Uh, in terms of their next action and how do they look at the claims, etc., so those are some of the changes uh, that are actively taking place, and uh, slowly more and more carriers are joining that movement of becoming more data oriented, but not just on the paper or in theory or some big strategic uh, thing on, uh, written on the board, but it is more where the decision making. Uh, and the McKinsey article also stated recently that those top-down decision-making to data-driven decision-making by those on the front line is uh, the changing force that I see happening, um, I'm observing very closely.
0: So I'll, I'll link to that article in the show notes. You, you recently wrote a piece, and in that piece, you link to a McKinsey article. So I'll include that in the, the podcast show notes here for folks to, to read through if they're interested. I guess, what's an operational change, Upendra? So if you think about, as you said, uh, the, the carriers are migrating to more more of a, a real-time analytics effort, and I think I referred to a moment ago as sort of situational flexibility based on sort of what's going on in the in the world. What does that mean for, for changes in the carrier's operation as they deploy an analytics effort? So in other words, if, we, if we're looking for insights out of real-time data, does that mean that machine learning and pattern recognition, for example, are becoming more important than maybe they were as components of an analytics effort a few years ago. So what are some of the changes from an operational standpoint as a result of this new paradigm and how the carriers are looking at the data?
1: Oh, excellent question, John. So I think it is very interesting what I'm seeing that people's comfort level with imperfect data is increasing because, you know, the... Obviously, whoever has ever worked in the world of insurance know that forget perfect data, even good data is a great data, is a myth, good data exists in pockets. But we from the analytics end always used to spend tremendous time to get the data in order, in order to get the things running in a way or build or apply the AI techniques so that we get the maximum leverage mm-hmm. out of the data. Now, the operationally, attitude is that uh, I, I understand I need to be better uh, or in the data quality and what we need to do, but I don't have the liberty to spend that, those cycles in getting data in a more refined shape. I rather would what I have put through my machinery to get or work with my vendors, advisors, or whoever, to see what insights i can gather to move quickly and obviously you know we all know that you know we uh, you don't want to make the wrong decisions uh, being in uh, or you don't want to rush towards it but your line drawn in sand in terms of where do i look into the data being semi perfect or semi good in order to you know re- rely from the analytics standpoint is changing because people uh, don't people understand they don't have liberty, and especially everything is changing very quickly. So, uh, you know, uh, even if you see the commercial liability, workers' comp, some of the situations in the claims that are arising, uh, it is it it demands or warrants that quicker action. Secondly, uh, John, you use the term real-time analytics. You know what that used to mean? Slightly different where people used to think that they have quote-unquote models or advanced analytics mechanisms where the data comes in real time and the answers come out of the models. Now, it is not that thinking of the models, um, uh, capable models or advanced models or AI algorithms run on the real-time data. The idea is that on the real-time data, or rather the data that I'm gathering quickly, is to connect the dots and come up with an action plan. So operationally, the focus has shifted from, quote-unquote, two-year, three-year down strategies to immediate actions, what I need to do. Because if I, what I'm seeing last quarter, I want to make sure my next two, three quarters are going to do equally well. So the whole basis of looking at data and analytics is to be, I wouldn't say being reactionary, but little bit more proactive than, so the keeping the balance between being extremely strategic versus extremely reactionary, you know. So somewhere the balance has to, is becoming more and more to calling towards quicker actions, to answer to the market condition.
0: So, in the investment, in the investment world, we refer to this as, as high frequency data. And as that high frequency economic data comes in to the firm, you can be flexible in your analysis. You can use that data, leverage that data, such that any insights gleaned from the data can help you uh, recalibrate your approach in terms of maybe short term decision making. Uh, And it sounds like you're seeing much of the same thing on the insurance side, where folks may be recalibrating their approach and becoming a bit more tactical than they were, let's say, pre-COVID. So, Upendra, it sounds like there's a greater sense of urgency today. Does that mean that there's more C-level attention within the carriers, whether it be CFO, CEO, chief operational officer? Is there more senior-level attention around advanced analytics today than a year ago?
1: Yes, uh, and... uh... There is more attention, but I think uh, there is a little bit of confusion too. Uh, so the attention is coming from the fact that, oh, we, I see our competition doing it uh, using AI or analytics to answer to the current situation. And are we doing it? Am I doing it? You know, so uh, I think, the, so their concern at C-level, CEO, Co level is coming from that are we employing, or deploying our resources towards the immediate priorities? And because I, I see some of my competition and some other shops are doing it. And I think uh, the so that is their uh, attention. But the confusion is probably I need to do something about it, uh, whether my VP of analytics or my uh, chief actuary, I need to talk to them and reorient them. But how do I go about it? You know, I don't know what to do. And they are really uh, scrambling, looking for help or answers. And they are a bit confused about the best way to go about it. So that's the confusion part. And uh, it is, uh, John, it is really uh, warranted. So I was talking about some of the business insurance examples. So uh, recently, I was talking to one of the PNC carriers and uh, what they are saying, oh, you know, we see the increase in number of compensable comp claims arising in occupations where there was a greater exposure to COVID. So, which is likely. On the other hand, (laughs) there are um, situations where they know that some workers, they may forego filing claims for certain injuries to maintain active employment because the situation is outside is so so unstable so there is a upward f- uh, uh, trend from the uh, more uh, you know occupations that are uh, because states some states uh, or many states are uh, putting pressure to honor the claims uh, especially with the occupations where there is a greater exposure so you see Increase in frequency, whereas on the other hand, workers foregoing filing claims which they would have otherwise filed, uh, you know, to because they say, oh, I don't want to get into trouble because uh, I, I, you know, if there is, if i I'm look, uh, being looked unfavourably, I may lose my job. So there is a temporary downward pressure. Uh, but one of my uh, lawyer friends told me that it's just temporary because the people who are letting those claims go. If you wait for two months, and, you know, and within the state statute, they are coming back, and the claim is going to come up. So this is a real live example, a uh, very recent situation, uh, which would probably uh, tell you, you know, what from the business standpoint, how do they use data uh, from the outside, bring that external data in on the trends, and. What do they need to do differently? You know. So, for example, in this, if you want to take this example ahead, uh, you know, uh, what kind of claim handlers they put onto more urgent claims? How do they? What kind of oversight they put if there is a, uh, you know, legal intervention? Uh, because uh, you know the the, the the changes that they are happening, they need to be on their feet to reorient their strengths and capabilities to answer to those situations. So operationally also, not just from the data standpoint that they gather, the companies need to go in hand in hand and from the C-level attention, it is just not what do they do with data and analytics, but the confusion is what do they need to do operationally differently to respond to the data trends that are from things being seen from outside
0: see this is where i think you're going to create great value when we roll out this service after labor day there's there's sort of a, a knowledge gap in, in my experience and the way you are describing it now uh, between let's say the ceo and the vp of analytics and that knowledge gap is around i guess what i would refer to as best practices and that's you know exactly the experience that that you have that a lot of these mid-sized carriers. mid-sized don't have where they don't really have a uh, experienced C-level analytics person leading the effort where it's a, I'll just speak from, I won't mention names, but some of the VP of analytics that I know are very sharp people, but they're stretched so thin that they don't have a lot of time to think around maybe best practices, uh, scaling the, the infrastructure the way they would like to, you know, from a data standpoint, from an architectural standpoint, uh, they, they don't maybe have the financial resources that they would like to have. And uh, I, I think you provide a level of gravitas given your experience uh, around best practices and around how an organization really should approach uh, an advanced analytic effort strategically in terms of standing it up, but then uh, standing it up in, in, in such a way that it can be leveraged tactically so that those carriers can uh, extract the most value. Given whatever situation it is in, in the marketplace that they're reacting to, and of course now it's it's COVID. You, Pandra, you, that was all I kind of wanted to cover. Were there any sort of last thoughts that you wanted to to leave us with?
1: No, this was great, John. There is one thing that probably want to add towards your last comment is uh, uh, there are uh, two types of requests that I'm getting, and uh, you're right. most of these companies have brilliant very experienced folks with them, you know, so it is not that they depend on any uh, outside forces in order to get them back in shape. But there are, but definitely there are uh, places where they uh, are looking for help or light help, I would say. Uh, So, uh, and the one one place is that, uh, you know, being an, observer from the outside environment because they are so tuned into their own world obviously solving the problems and uh, they they don't get the opportunity to uh, you know have an outside view so definitely being their strategic partner to look outside and say this is this and this and this is happening so b- better be prepared to do something more towards that and prioritize this versus that so that is one part there. I feel in uh, you know, more the outside viewpoint. The second point is that they're looking for a thought partner who has have uh, had experience somewhere else, you know? So doing similar things what they have been doing. So uh, running the analytic shop or data and looking operationally, making a change. And if they say, can we look for a thought partner, And as I said, just can I bounce off some thoughts? It's not that, you know, we need someone to camp in here for a few months, but at least we need to have someone to talk to, to bounce those thoughts back and forth. So those are the two places where in my advisory practice, I'm seeing, uh, 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 you know, requests. So definitely, you know, uh, I think there is a merit to offering the help that you just mentioned. Uh, and I'm sure there would be, uh, you know, we can create that advantage for many carriers as time goes on.
0: No, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. We're not looking to replace anybody; simply be a, a, a trusted advisor. Yupendra, thanks very much for for joining us today. I appreciate it. That was a, a great call. If anybody has questions, you can reach us at info at tech today contact information and all the relevant information will be in the in the show notes of this episode. That's all for now. Be well.
1: Thank you. Be well. Thank you, John.